You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to help you plan that unbelievable travel experience. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Welcome back here, folks, on Big Blue Views Audio Lineup. I'm Joe DeLeon, joined by Chris Fum and Nick Filato, providing you with a news update midweek for the New York Giants as they prepare for their final preseason game against the New England Patriots. That game is coming up this Sunday. We will be doing a game preview as we've done for the other two games, so stay tuned for that. But today we're going to be reacting to some news of some pretty small name cuts. Some guys added to the IR because of some injuries that were suffered in the previous preseason game. And then also some news that uh, are gonna be impacting the Giants, specifically a starting quarterback named for the Broncos. And then as well, a, a pretty major injury that might be really impacting the Giants secondary as we don't really have the full news. But we're gonna get to that coming up soon. Before we do, hit the subscribe button just to stay up to date on all of our Giants content so guys first piece of news this one's pretty simple kyle rudolph taken off of the pup list the physically unable to perform list passing a physical and it sounds like he's going to be starting to work back into practicing maybe we get a chance to see him in the preseason game probably going to be a little bit too soon a little bit short notice to get him out there they'd probably rather take their time with him as they're going to have a, a, a few weeks essentially to get him prepared and ready for week one but it's great to see that Kyle Rudolph is finally back and he can get some contact, get ready for the season, and then be ready to go potentially for week one. Yeah, it's excellent just to have him out there catching passes from Daniel Jones. I mean, I, I feel like there's not as many people talking about Kyle Rudolph. Like, I think that addition, on, we brought it up on this podcast before, really meshes well with what Jason Garrett wants from that wide tight end. Think back to Jason Garrett's days with the Dallas Cowboys. Jason Witten, yes, Jason Witten is a Hall of Fame type of tight end. Kyle Rudolph isn't quite that, but Kyle Rudolph is still more of a traditional wide tight end than anything the Giants have had over, I mean, I'm trying to think back to the last traditional why type of tight end that they had it's been a while since they had somebody who can block and can run crisp routes has reliable hands and can also just uh find ways to get open against a variety of different coverages whether that be man coverages he has that little subtle push off at the top of his routes that doesn't usually get called and then he's also really good using his mental processing to find voids in zone so I'm excited to get him out there. I still think Evan Ingram is going to be a, a solid part of this offense as well. But I think what Kyle Rudolph can bring to the blocking, and he's not an excellent blocker, but he's a better blocker than I would say Evan Ingram, to the blocking and to the receiving portion of what Jason Garrett wants to do, I think it's going to be valuable for sure. Just hope that foot holds up because we don't need any more foot injuries, Chris and Joe. No, 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 no. <laughs> yeah, no. Uh, as 
somebody who is over 30 and has what is technically known as garbage feet. Uh, <laughs> garbage feet. <laughs> yeah. Well, <laughs> you know, it, 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 it's a, a, a thing you don't really think about, but you're, you're on your feet all day. You're working out, you're running, uh, you know, lifting. There's a ton of force going through your feet at all times. And you know what, as your recovery ability starts to degrade a little bit, you know, the, pain starts to build up hopefully rudolph's feet are you know the the injury is fixed he's fully recovered from the surgery and it's not an issue but you know it it is something to keep in mind you know maybe the giants do limit his practice reps during the week maybe we don't see him in the game maybe a series something like that and they just try to work on maintenance with him throughout the year i'm personally interested in seeing how he blocks you know coming back you know he hasn't had that contact in a in a while so i want to see if he's blocking with good technique good strong foundation and really picking up this well not exactly picking up the slack but playing in a way that meshes well and complements what evan ingram brings to the table because i do think just based on what we saw last year, that 12 personnel package is going to figure heavy in what the Giants want to do offensively. And oh, by the way, about that that other wide tight end, Red Ellison. Ha, Red Ellison, yes. Nice name thrown out there, Red Ellison. Uh, Long-time Giant great, of course. Uh, no, but we're probably mostly going to the exposure that we will we'll see of, of Kyle Rudolph is probably just going to be from practice. Going to be a really short turnaround to get him out there for this game against the Patriots. Uh, which disappointing that we don't get to see how he works in with the starters if they play this upcoming Sunday. But you do also remember, folks, the Giants do have a week gap until they play the Broncos on the 12th of September. So they'll have some time for Kyle Rudolph to get fully ready to go, get some hits in during practice, and he'll be ready to rock. So speaking of hits during practice, though, things aren't looking very good for Adoree Jackson, who had to come off the field and is currently... Uh, in a foot wrap after 11-on-11 drills against the New England Patriots. Dan Duggan reported saying that trainers were checking Adoree Jackson's left foot ankle after getting shaken up, defending Mac Jones' deep completion. Jackson was uh, has a huge wrap on his foot and ankle, and then he was carted off the field as uh, practice ends. And then also Ian Rappaport's tweet, uh, Adoree Jackson, who went down in practice today, suffered a sprained ankle. Sources say he's dealing with significant swelling, and he'll have tests to determine the severity and type of sprain. If all goes well, he'll rest up for week one. So that's a really good point that Ian Rappaport throws in there at the end. They don't know the severity of an injury like this. This is obviously super important. This is not like Ryzen John, who we were saying, like, oh, if he makes the roster, that'd be cool, but he's unhealthy right now, and he can't really get on the field, and we're going to talk about that later. But Adoree Jackson going down with an ankle injury, a position that's going to require him to cut and be able to move fluidly, is really bad for this giant secondary, as we had really high expectations, really high hopes for that group that was going to be trotting out there for week one. But as I was saying, the severity that we're unsure of exactly how severe the injury is it could be a quick turnaround. A sprained ankle could be something that you're back after a week, or it could be a multi-week thing that nags him for a long period of time. We're very familiar with ankle injuries from a number of players that the Giants have dealt with over the past couple years, and we can see the varying levels of it where it's either 
guy doesn't come back for a while or he does come back and he tries to fight through it and he just plays really badly or quick turnaround and he's back out there. So that is something that we're going to kind of have to keep watching and stay, paying close attention to because an ankle sprain is is something that can't really be messed with. Yeah, we're going to need more information as to what exactly he's dealing with. I mean, the Ian Rappaport uh, tweet is it, it suggests you know that he could be available for week one, but I don't think the information is quite there yet. So hopefully by the time the listeners are hearing this, they'll have that information. But I, I just want to kind of go, let's say it is like a high ankle sprain and he's going to miss, say, like three weeks of the regular season. What are the Giants exactly going to do with that right cornerback position opposite of James Bradbury? Because you have Aaron Robinson, who's on the pup, Darnay Holmes, that's going to be your slot guy. And you look at the roster, you look at the depth chart, and you say, who can potentially fill that void? You have Josh Jackson that you just acquired, who has a calf injury that he's dealing with. You have Julian Love, who's a versatile defensive piece that they like to use, who has been utilized out there on the boundary and did so, I would say, to a solid degree against Cleveland and Dallas last year. Then you have the rookie Rodarius Williams. And... It's just, it's not a great situation, really. I, who do you think they would go with in that specific situation week one against Teddy Bridgewater now, Chris? Who who comes to your mind? Uh, I I think it almost has to be Josh Jackson, basically. Right, that's what I was going to say. Basically, based on his yeah background and experience. You know, I, I kind of wonder if the Giants almost wish they had Isaac Yadam back. But they literally just sent dealt him to Green Bay for Josh Jackson. Uh, you know, you, Julian Love and Darnay Holmes both have experience on the outside. Uh, you know, right now I'm not feeling too great about putting Aaron Robinson in as a Week One starter on the outside, especially when you know I really think he is a slot corner, and he is, you know, he basically hasn't had any kind of you know work this throughout uh training camp in the preseason so yeah i think josh jackson even as you say with the calf injury he is still probably their best bet and you know there's also sam beal there is sam beal that is that is that is a point to bring up and literally if if these injuries keep mounting in the secondary because madre harper he's somebody who was dinged up in the game it doesn't seem as serious as somebody like quincy wilson who was put on the ir who had the two interceptions against the jets and the browns but as much as we got a craft on sam beal a podcast ago i mean he might have to make this team if these injuries keep mounting the secondary and we'll have to wait and see what exactly is going on with the Dory Jackson before we come to that conclusion. And then we have Keon Crosson too, who is more of a special teamer. I don't, I haven't uh, dove into his film extensively at the cornerback position. I watched a lot of his film as a special teamer, but uh, he's another name just to kind of throw out there. Who's probably going to be a, a body that is healthy in the secondary that can play cornerback. Yeah. Which right it now almost that's makes- kind of a, uh, that's an important trait is having a body and being healthy. <laughs> <laughs> doesn't it breathe almost, okay <laughs> it almost worked out perfectly though the the josh jackson trade I, in, in a way that they traded for him a week ago and i know he's not the most ideal player to put out there they signed Adoree jackson for a reason because he's significantly more talented and was the, one of the best available guys that they could get to play that second corner spot but josh jackson has experience he has the talent hasn't necessarily lived up to that talent but he's probably their best bet right now. I think I, I don't know. I can't really point to anybody else. The rest of those options that you guys brought up, they don't really sound that great. I wouldn't be too 
disappointed if Josh Jackson is the guy that if hypothetically a Dory Jackson isn't available week one, if they have to go out there with Josh Jackson. Again, the, the experience for me, as long as he has that, it's it's not a horrendous option. For me, I, I think my go-to option would be Julian Love. I, I think if, if That's you another one. If you get Julian Love on the field, because you know the Giants like to to use a lot of big nickel, a lot of big dime, a lot of three safety sets, Jabril Peppers, Logan Ryan, Xavier McKinney. Julian Love is kind of that lost piece that you can utilize sometimes in the in the safety room, but as a cornerback, he'd be out there much more often. Now, that's what he played in college. It's not an ideal position in the NFL, at least up to this point, but he has shown the ability to do so. I think he's very versatile. I think he's an underrated player. I think he's a player that we don't really talk about enough, like as in the Giants fan base. We just kind of be like, oh, yeah, yeah, he's he's solid. He, he's okay. But I do think he's a, a good football player that if he's pigeonholed into the cornerback role, he can do that to a solid level, probably maybe even better than Isaac Yidem, at least down the stretch of the season. That's kind of what we saw. Now, it was against the Browns, when James Bradbury wasn't there, it was against the Cowboys in week 17 where he made a couple really nice plays and he is somebody who is really, really good in run support. And that's what this Patrick Graham defense loves. They love their cornerbacks so they can spill everything outside to their cornerbacks who have to be good in run support. Julian Love is excellent in that in that regard. Yeah, and I would say the with Julian Love, the number of different hats that he can wear, he can play in the slide, he can play out wide, he has that experience from college at Notre Dame, he has transitioned to the safety, he's played in the box, he's played that free safety position, yeah, that I think would work well with the types of coverage rotations that Patrick Graham loves to do, where you know maybe you have... it's a zone look on that side of the field where Julian Love drops into a deep zone. Darnay Holmes drops into more of a shallow zone from the slot position. And, you know, they're playing out of a nickel or dime look and they more or less just kind of patchwork a coverage shell together while they're waiting for Dory Jackson to come back. And yeah, like we said before, we don't know as we're sitting here recording this, the severity of the injury, we don't know if it's a low ankle sprain. We don't know if it's a high ankle sprain. Hopefully he does not need surgery. Hopefully there are no torn ligaments or anything like that in there. Uh, we're just going to have to wait to find out about that one. I almost forget sometimes about Julian Love and his availability. So that's actually a really good point. I, I'm so used to thinking of him as a safety, but that actually is really smart to point out that if they really needed to, Julian Love available. You could ask him to make that transition for a period period of time until you get back a Dory Jackson. That is also not a horrible option. And frankly, I mean Isaac Yadam last year was not very good, so it's not like you can go much further downhill from what we saw from Yadam in, in a number of games uh, last season for the Giants. Coming up, oh, actually, we got one more thing before the ad break that we need to quickly hit on here. Denver Broncos announced a starting quarterback for Week One. They're going to be starting Teddy Bridgewater, the player that they traded for before the draft from the Carolina Panthers. Last season, he was the Panthers' starting quarterback before they decided to move on and trade for Sam Darnold. So this battle between him and Drew Locke, we have a decision. We now know that it is Teddy Bridgewater. We'll probably spend a little bit more time in the week leading up to the Giants' first game against the Broncos talking about the significance of this. But just our quick thoughts on Teddy Bridgewater going out there as the starting quarterback. What do we think? I I personally kind of think... I would have rather seen Drew Locke now. It's it's kind of one of those a floor-ceiling type of debates. I think uh, Teddy Bridgewater has a higher floor than Drew Locke, but 
Drew Locke probably has a higher ceiling than Teddy Bridgewater. And when you think of a younger type of quarterback who hasn't seen as many defenses, who has been prone to mistakes, similar to Daniel Jones, only I feel like Daniel Jones is a little bit of a better prospect than Locke. doesn't have as lively of an arm as Drew Locke, but I would have liked to see him go up against Patrick Graham's unique defense. I think Graham could have schemed a lot of different trap type of defenses and kind of baited Locke into a lot of different mistakes whereas Teddy Bridgewater uh, he's seen a little bit more he's a little bit more um he's a little bit better at just judging defenses and better with his risk management is what I would say so I don't know if there's going to be as many mistakes for Teddy Bridgewater he could probably keep Pat Shermer's offense on script whereas Drew Locke isn't a certainty to do that so I would have rather seen Locke even though he has that higher upside just because I think he would have been prone to more mistakes yeah, I think it really comes down to uh, what perspective you have. From a Giants perspective, Drew Locke can hurt you. He's a good athlete. He has that really big arm. You know, he His peaks are higher than what you're going to get from Teddy Bridgewater. However, his valleys are also a hell of a lot lower. Yeah, he is not a or has not been a terribly efficient quarterback. He will make mistakes. He will give your he will give your defense opportunities to create turnovers. Uh, he will he will create opportunities for sacks and game-changing plays. You're not going to get nearly as much of that with Teddy Bridgewater. Now, just speak, stepping outside of the Giants-Broncos matchup, I'm rooting for Teddy Bridgewater. I, I liked him going back to Louisville. I am rooting for him to finally overcome that just devastating knee injury and at least in a little bit get his career back on track you know like Nick said he is a very very safe and efficient quarterback you know he is not the type of guy where you can just put the game on his right arm and he will carry you to a victory but he will keep the he will keep the offense on schedule he will probably not put you in many bad positions and just from a schematic point of view, he is a really good West Coast offense quarterback, and I think he's a really good fit for Pat Shermer's scheme, which, as we know, is very quarterback friendly. You know, a, a whole bunch of half field reads. Basically, if you can determine what the defense is doing, if you can figure out if they're running man or zone, you can just go to whichever side of the field has the beater for that coverage and get the ball out relatively safely and stay either on schedule or ahead of the chains. So I I think for the Broncos, Teddy Bridgewater is probably a, maybe not, but probably a better choice, even if he doesn't have quite the same ceiling that Drew Locke does. And I, I'm also in agreement here with what Nick said, that coming from the Giants perspective, as the Giants are going to be preparing for this this upcoming opponent, Drew Locke is always going to be the, the more more turnover mistake prone player we've just seen that in his career and that's that's what what's held him back he's got a cannon for an arm he just hasn't really been able to play behind it yet and you would think from the Broncos perspective that they would try to let that guy ease his way into maybe getting more comfortable throughout the season I, I think most of us would have agreed that it wasn't just going to be a a one season as a starter type of deal until he figured it out he was a very very raw player coming out of Missouri but for the Giants facing him it probably would have been better for them to go against Drew Locke in week one of this season in hopes that he makes a ton of mistakes and maybe turns the ball over a couple times. Instead, as I think both of you guys highlighted, Teddy Bridgewater is just a lot more safe. 
Probably not going to gash the Giants' secondary for 400 yards, but he's going to keep them on schedule ahead of where they need to be going, moving the chains consistently offensively. If they run the ball well, the Giants aren't going to necessarily um, be, you know, be an easy shutdown against them. So it is definitely the safer safer option for the, the Broncos to go with Teddy Bridgewater, which makes sense. Vic Fangio just wants his defense out there them essentially winning the football game, not whoever's starting a quarterback losing them the football game. Coming up, we're going to hit on some cuts, some roster moves to wrap up the show. Before we do so, we're going to take a really short commercial break. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Guys, we've got five names to know in terms of moves that happened this past week. I'm going to rip through them, and then we'll give our quick takeaways before we wrap up the show. So the IR moves, Rice and John and Quincy Wilson, two standout performers from this past preseason game. Both of them are going to be placed on the IR with what is designated as ankle injuries. I think there was some sense of expectation that this was going to end up happening, but it's disappointing that two guys who were starting to look pretty good in the preseason are not going to be available. Now, in terms of the cuts and waves, Cole Haikutini, who had a previously a hip injury, was waived. Montre Hardage was with a shoulder injury. He was also waived. And then I think the least surprising move out there was Carson Tinker, the backup long snapper, uh, being cut this past week, which... Probably should have been the first cut that happened in in my eyes because Carson Tinker, since injuring himself a few years ago when he was with the Jaguars, has not really been very mobile, uh, has has spent a a little bit of good chunk of time away from the game, didn't really provide much competition for Casey Kreider uh, in, in that long snapping situation. So to keep him around, I thought was a bit questionable, but now he's gone and the Giants can just focus on getting the best remaining 52 guys on this roster. Absolutely. And it's very unfortunate for both Rice and John and Quincy Wilson because both those position groups, I know Kyle Rudolph is coming back, but it looks like the Giants need some bodies there. And Rice and John really showed himself in the Browns preseason game against backups. But like we said on the podcast, he looked gigantic out there, showed some receiving chops, caught the ball through contact, was taking absorbing hits well, had some quality blocking reps as well. This is a, you know, undrafted guy out of Simon Frazier, a Canadian prospect who was a wide receiver. So it, it's unfortunate for him. It's unfortunate for Quincy Wilson because we were just talking about who's going to start cornerback if the Sidori Jackson injury goes south. And Quincy Wilson's name would have been in there, would have been a pretty, uh, I would say, solid option compared to some of the other guys that are on this roster. So it, it's it's definitely unfortunate. And as for the cuts, I mean, injury-related, Montre Hardage, Cole Hickatini got hurt against the Jets, and it's a backup long snapper. Of course, he's going to be one of, these, <laughs> one of these cuts. So there's really not much to kind of read into there. It's just I hope these little injuries that are happening to depth pieces stop because it, it like – Obviously, when you start losing guys in camp and everything like that, it's not going to be great. And I know the Giants, Dave Gettleman, something he's done in the past, 
they're going to look at a bunch of players who were released from other teams and bring them in. And uh, and if they have a high, if the pro scouting department has a high evaluation on them, then they could end up making the team over some of these back end roster guys. But still, I mean, we we just got to try to stay healthy. That's going to be the main thing, especially when we're in the regular season. And hopefully, Adoree Jackson's injury is not anything serious. Yeah, just you know, zooming out a little bit, the, the Giants are going to churn the back third of their roster. That's just what they do. They have done that every year that Dave Kettleman has been has been here. He go, There are going to be guys cut during the week. He is going to bring guys in, and we're going to be learning new names probably at least one, two, three every week, it'll seem like. So they're de- they're definitely going to be churning through this, trying to get healthy bodies, maybe try to improve their depth, even just by the tiniest little increment that they can. Yeah, I, I feel terrible for Ryzen John and Quincy Wils- Wilson because, you know, like you pointed out, Nick, especially now, after today, they had they would have had chances to crack this roster. Yeah, I was starting to get excited about Rice and John. It, we saw the big gains he made against the Browns, the 25 and 29 yard catches, but he also flashed against the Jets. Yeah, he, he does a he did a good job of creating and finding separation, finding room to work, using that big frame of his to box out defenders to protect the ball. You know, it, it wasn't his fault Clayton Thorson threw the ball into the ground a couple times. But yeah, you know, I thought Ryzen John was developing nicely into a hybrid move tight end. And I thought he had a legitimate chance to force his way onto this roster. Yeah, now I'm wondering, do the Giants try to do they risk giving him the waived injured designation and you know maybe opening him up to other teams making a run at him and potentially grabbing him uh do they release him with an injury settlement and just try to gamble that nobody else was really paying attention or wants to put in the work with him or wants him on their right on their 53-man roster so the the giants will be able to re-sign him you know once that injury settlement period is over with or do they just have him on their injured reserve and say you know we want to make sure you stay in house and we will you know try again next year yeah not necessarily juicy roster news that we would be uh, hoping for during during training camp we're we're getting the news of injuries that ends up being the the lead headlines for this show heading into week three of the preseason. And hopefully there's positive news that comes from some of those injury news and, and things like that, specifically with Adoree Jackson. Uh, mo- most of the, the juicy cuts and the things that are going to be shocking are going to happen after this third preseason game. So be expecting a uh, full breakdown of the final Giants roster uh, when that does happen. The best way to stay up to date on that, hit the subscribe button. Also, leave us a five-star review if you enjoy listening. Head to BigBlueView.com and then follow us on social media at BigBlueView on Twitter and Instagram. Thanks for tuning in, folks. We'll talk to you soon. Enjoy the rest of your week. to do's less time and an infinite number of tools to keep track of sometimes doing business has never felt harder but you don't need a miracle to hit your goals 
you can just use HubSpot because their all-in-one customer platform can make growing your business infinitely easier. Imagine this, high-quality leads, fast-closing deals, wildly happy customers, and more benchmark-breaking quarters. It's not a miracle, it's HubSpot. Visit HubSpot.com to get started today.